I'm Mike. I'm Italian, but if you think that defines me, you can forget about it. And I'm Justin. And I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to have a relationship that'll just keep on going on and on for years and years. And we're going to keep on texting each other drunk every every six months and going, what are we doing with ourselves? Why am I doing this? Who is this person to me? I don't know you. And I did not come here to make friends. And this is Shit My, my girlfriend, girlfriend Makes Me Watch. And we are back with another episode of Shit My Girlfriend Made Me Watch. I'm Justin Perez. And today, to my left, is my co-host... Mike Cuscarelli. Thank you for joining us, Mike. How are you today? Not great, Justin. I'm pretty <laughs> fucking pissed off. Uh, so uh, for those of you just joining us, uh, we've been recording a podcast for the past nine weeks. And uh, what just happened was I, I came over to Mike's house in Queens, his girlfriend Lex. It's a Lex night, everyone. His girlfriend Lex is in California for Christmas. And so he has turned his house into a real bachelor's pad. I came I came in and he was like, hey, you want a piece of cake? And ate cake for dinner in the middle of playing FIFA with another guy in front of that other guy's girlfriend. It's, it's really just been turned into a bachelor pad. Since Lex has been in California, I have mostly been living on this couch. Falling yeah. asleep here most nights. <laughs> um a light fixture in our bathroom went out. Don't know how to fix it. So we just I don't, don't know how to fix bathroom. it. A week ago, this happened. A light fixture. Uh, I believe a circuit breaker is. Oh, it's a circuit. You don't think yeah. it's an actual light bulb? No, it's not a. Li- I can change a light bulb. <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. I thought it was a light bulb, and you just didn't change the light bulb in the bathroom. So I took a photo of this bathroom. There's also a pile of clothes. Listen to this, real snitch shit. <laughs> it's it's called dry snitching. What did you do, Justin? Don't leave dead air, you <laughs> fool. So I messaged uh, Lex and Mike and my girlfriend. It was Taz. a nice big group text with big the three of us. Text. And guess who just texted me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I took a photo with my flash on of a pile of clothes and and uh, the bathroom looking real shabbly. I'll put it up on the Instagram. And I, and I put this up and I wrote, no light still. And I sent it to Mike's girlfriend, and Mike's girlfriend just texted him, not in the group chat, but outside of the group chat, directly to Mike saying, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, and Mike is right now furiously texting with his girlfriend right now, not enjoying this great podcast. Yeah, and I wonder I wonder why all of a sudden I'm, I'm texting my girlfriend about our dirty bathroom. Oh, because you didn't clean the bathroom. Uh, because Justin decided... <laughs> To fucking blow this up to be a menace. Did Justin decide to not clean the bathroom? Did Justin not fix the light? I was going to clean the bathroom before she got back. How about you clean it for yourself? I don't want to clean it for myself. (laughs) I don't care if the bathroom is dirty. I don't care. 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 But you know who cares? The woman that's in California right now who doesn't need to know that the bathroom is dirty. She just sent me a text. I'll read it aloud. Thank you for your honesty. At least somebody is. I don't know why she'd say that, but that's really nice well, of her. She no, no, she didn't text me. She doesn't have my phone number. She uh. said, "No, Mike, you're dead." <laughs> she wrote, "No, Mike, you're dead." She just wrote in the group text. <laughs> oh, man, I'm having fun. Anyway. Uh, Mike, so how was your week, Mike? This was a fun episode. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so, Mike, how was your week? What did you do all week? 
I didn't clean the bathroom. <laughs> you didn't clean the bathroom. What are other things you didn't clean? Did you clean dishes? Yeah, I don't have any dishes in the sink. Because you threw them out? Or did you clean them? No, I just haven't used any dishes. Smart. I see one dish being used. And I'll clean it, Justin. <laughs> you don't have to tattle on my girlfriend. <laughs> tattle. tattle. Tattle to my girlfriend on me. Well, okay. What if I did that to you? If I didn't clean something? Taz would love it. If I didn't clean something and you sent the photo, Taz would actually like get off to that. Let's, speaking of Taz, we do have her right here. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Taz, what, what, what could Justin do? That would piss you off enough if you saw a picture of it that I can uh, seek retribution for in this situation. Why don't you give that microphone over to Taz? Probably cheat on me. That's it? Yeah. yeah. If, if you had a photo of me mid-dick in somebody <laughs> and sent it to Taz, which would be like one of the harshest things you can do. Uh, you, you, could you could just tell her. You don't have to send a photo. Uh, that would be pretty harsh. But how would you respond if he sent you... A pile of dishes in our sink. At long last, my boy. <laughs> she, she, wa- she wants the house to be dirty, and I fight it every day. I am the Lex in this group, and she is the Michael Coscarelli. Getting upset at friends for being honest. I'm so, I'm, you have no idea. How, this, I can't do the podcast now. <laughs> I am so uh, mad. I think you you'll find a way. <laughs> you decided to do this seconds before we hit play. <laughs> this is called a sweeps. It's sweep season, and we're doing things to jazz up our ratings, and this is one of the things that I've decided to it's do. It's not sweep season. <laughs> Nobody's even going to listen to this because it's the Christmas episode. That's when people Nobody listen. Nobody is going to listen. people listen the most. Yeah, I bet. All those Christmas years episode. of podcasting that you have <laughs> yes, yes. With, the, with the data to back that. <laughs> yes, yes. I used to work. I used to um, make the expensive layers on certain podcasts, the expensive filters. Mm. I, I used to sell them to people. All right. Well, we've lost most of our audience. <laughs> seven uh, in. Yeah. So, Mike, how was your week besides that? How, how has your week been alone? It's been fine. Have it's you done anything of note? No. I've watched I watched Kill Bill yesterday. Fell asleep watching that. Have you seen that before? I hadn't, but I liked it. What did you think? I liked it. Did I said s- that. Did you see more foot? Did you see more um, proof that Quentin Tarantino has a, a real big foot thing? Oh yeah, I didn't even know that. But yeah, he does in a lot of movies, and in this movie, she like you know zoom the wiggles. The she's talking to her feet. There's yeah. big close-ups of feet. Yeah, I mean it is helpful, but like if you were in a vegetative state for months, yeah, you don't just nothing start talking would work. To your feet, your arms okay. wouldn't work. Yeah. Your <laughs> yeah, like it's not just your feet that wouldn't work. So it's kind I of think she's isn't she in a vegetative state for like a long time? I thought the flashback the the screen was like four years. Yeah. It's I a mean, long time. Yeah, right. If it's you went a, long a few time. months, you, you wouldn't be able to like just right. The atrophy would be jump around and kill people. Right. Yeah. Or drive a truck and yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, oh, that's a good movie. Anything else? Have you? Did you find your jerking off has gone up or gone down? Stayed the same. It's gone up. Oh, it's gone up since yeah. Lex is gone. Interesting. Quite a bit. And do you find yourself? Sorry if I sound distracted, folks. <laughs> I'm literally getting yelled at by my girlfriend over the te- over text messages because Justin, <laughs> for whatever reason, decided that this was a uh, a good idea. Here, here, I'll make it better. I'll I'll, I'll write. I put that there. I was kidding. I put that there. I was kidding, Lex. I put those clothes there. <laughs> Let's see if flying helps. 
Let's close there. <laughs> when does that ever hurt anybody? <laughs> there. I put those clothes there as a joke. <laughs> she's not going to believe this. No, she's not going to believe this. <laughs> does she listen to this podcast? Thankfully, no. Oh, all right. Well, then <laughs> she might believe it. Uh, just put the phone away. Come on. We have history to make. Uh, so, <laughs> so your masturbating has gone up since the girlfriend's been away. Do you find yourself doing it in, in, in different spots in the house? No, just right where you're sitting. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Really I've been jacking off on this couch room? like crazy. In the living room? Really? Yeah, it's my couch. Yeah, but this is a shared space. I don't like rub it on oh. everything. Aren't you scared of like Peyton or uh, the other one? No, because we have stairs and I can hear people coming down the stairs. So you hear somebody coming. I just you... put it away. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's really rough. Mm-hmm. Are you watching on the big screen? What? Porn? Porno? No, no, no. I don't use porno really. Who do you use? Just my brain. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like I, w- not just uh, not never, but this is. I mean, I'm not saying more this, often than not. I'm usually you are like a woman. I, most women I know use not everyone. Obviously, there's plenty of women who love porn and you know whatever. But a lot of women I, who I'm friends with use their thoughts. That's mm-hmm. their porn is thoughts. That's interesting. I just imagine a better life. <laughs> so you, you imagine fucking Lex. Or somebody in a clean bathroom with lights on. <laughs> is, is that the way your imagination goes? <laughs> you know you can have that life if you tried a little hard. <laughs> I thought I was doing okay, well, but you know, um, she's texted anything else. It it doesn't matter. It matters. It, it, it's not your problem, which is why it doesn't matter to you. Uh, here, here's my question to you: okay. uh, Do you think of Lex, or do you think of like? Like just hot women in general. I don't know that I think of anything in particular. You just think of a breast. I just get. I just like try to relax, and but, I feel like that helps. But what do you think of? I, I mean, you have to think of something. I think of Lex. Oh, okay. But like, I don't necessarily like. I just kind of try to clear my mind, mm-hmm. and because my big problem, I feel like, is uh, I get I'll get cluttered sometimes. I have so much going on that my brain will get filled with. Just nonsense, like laundry list of shit that I have to do. Mm-hmm. Clean the bathroom. Yeah. Um. You know, clean this, do that, or like go to the bank or whatever. So I feel like sometimes that can just um be a real hindrance. On yeah. You strike me as one of those people who has trouble turning off their brain to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the opposite. Uh, absolutely. I'm like a simpleton. You know, I have no memory of anything that's happened before, and mm-hmm. I like as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm out. It's really like a. It's sort of like how like simple people are really good baseball players because they don't have a memory of their mm-hmm. last at bat. You know what I mean? Or like g- the great shooters in, in NBA history are, have to be like a certain simplicity to them because if they really focus on all the missed shots, they'll never shoot another or shot Or like again. a reality TV star needs to have a short memory and forget that they got drunk and started a fight yes. last <laughs> week. Yes. Yeah. And they're doing it again. The only time their memory is really worth anything is when they remember the grudge that they're holding yeah yeah and, yeah and they bring it up years later yeah right interesting um do you ever have a fantasy like you're thinking about lex it's getting sexy she's wearing like i don't know like a, a lingerie outfit you love or something mm-hmm. and she's like michael i fucking told you i want you to clean the kitchen <laughs> top to bottom <laughs> 
<laughs> it just no. like melds the two things like that crazy list in your head and sex. Sometimes I'll hear a shouting in my brain though. That's like, what did I say? <laughs> oh, that's pretty fun. Interesting. Uh, How was your week? Oh, my week. A barrel of laughs. Um, what did I do? What did I do all week? I had a, I had my work Christmas party last night. Mm. Uh, it was at, are you ready for this? Cause I work for the state of New York. So a lot of people are like, Oh, we went to Cipriani's. Oh, they took me to this. Oh, I, I had my party at uh Pete's tavern or like some nice bar and they, I got a real nice spread. Like, uh, Oh, Oh, we went to one if by land, two if by, you know, it's, I, I'm hearing about everyone's Christmas party in New York city. And it's always at like a nice spot. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've never heard of a shabby Christmas party. And then for the state worker, the blue collar worker, old Joe Donut. Guess where I had it at, Mike? Uh, I'm going to guess a gym in a Jewish community center. Oh, we've had it at the basement of a Greek church before. Okay, that's that's about a, a what, I, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. And uh, this year, in the last two years, we've had it at a diner. <laughs> <laughs> a private room at a diner. <laughs> Oh boy, it is shitty. It is real shitty. Which diner? Uh, it's called the. I think it used to be called the Park Place Diner. Now it's just called Park Diner in Park Slope. No, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, it is uh, not too far from our job in Camden Plaza in like downtown Brooklyn, oh, Brooklyn okay. Heights area. Uh, uh, That's a ritzy area. It's a ritzy area, but the diner. The diner. It's a terrible <laughs> diner. It's not even a good diner. So the I, I sent you a video of the spread we had last night. You sent me, yeah. You, I saw pictures of a lot of trays of baked ziti. It was baked ziti. There was mozzarella sticks. There was mozzarella. Uh, <laughs> mozzarella uh, sticks. <laughs> there was uh, it. It looked like roast beef, but on like a hamburger bun. So probably like a pastrami. I don't know. Uh, and then well, you don't eat meat. Yeah, I don't eat meat, so I don't know what it was. It was uh, it's more than likely. I mean, maybe it was roast beef, but well, I mean, if, if, they if were you're sliders. working, with, are we working with union guys? It's pastrami. <laughs> well, it's also a diner, so they like you know they're not gonna right. have nice meat out for us. That's true. Uh, the pasta was. I've never had um, pasta sauce be weirdly sweet. It was a sweet. It was a sweet sauce. It with for like the. The big city is yeah. probably uh, San Marzano tomato, tomatoes. Uh, it's probably ragu. I, I, I oh, think that's what it is. Yeah, it I don't think that. it's. I don't think tomatoes were anywhere near the production <laughs> of food that I had last night. It's nice Fair. that you would think that, but uh, I don't. That's think they, where my brain goes immediately. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fresh crushed tomatoes <laughs> yeah. and, uh, uh, and uh, a little bit of sugar. You know, mm-hmm. that's the secret ingredient. Yeah. Most. Of, no, no, it was uh, ragu presto. It's, it's it's a mix. You mix them up, you get a. I get it. A yeah, fun yeah. flavor. I've heard of canned jarred tomato sauce. Yeah. Uh, so that w- that was last night. It was fun. Uh, I like going to them because usually someone's marriage falls apart at that party mm-hmm. because they, they like make out with someone publicly. Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing too exciting this year. Um, uh, you know, just drunk people that I haven't seen drunk before. And, you know, you know it's always a good time. Right. Uh, so that was fun. I dipped out early, came back home, got into a little argument with my girlfriend Typical Friday night stuff. What happened, Taz? No, no, no. <laughs> Michael. No, by all Michael, means. Michael, By all means, since we're airing everybody's dirty laundry out on this podcast. No, we Taz, were literally it, it, airing it, your, your dirty laundry your, out. And your, your side of the story, please. He, no, you got to hold the microphone. <laughs> he stopped at Halyard's bar before coming home. 
What a boring. What what is what kind of relationship is this? <laughs> she got mad because for weeks she's wanted me to go to Bitches Brew. I don't like going to comedy shows in general. And there's a show that our friends run or one of your former friends run. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's literally three blocks from our house, and I never want to go. And last night, in a drunken mood, I saw that three people that I'm friends with, Rob Cantrell, Mara Marek, Eric was there, and Naomi Caravani was, was in from D.C. I saw they were on it, and so I was walking by. I, the, the cab to my house stopped in front of the bar, and I went, you can drop me off here. So I got off there, walked in for 10 minutes, saw a little bit of Rob Cantrell's act, and then left. Mm-hmm. And then I sent Taz a photo. And we get back to the house and she goes, you went to Bitches Brew at Halyards without me. And I was like, eh, it was impulsive. I didn't like think this will really get her. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to say hello to my friends and leave, which is what I would have done if we ever went. I wouldn't really want to stay for a two hour show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she goes, you know, I wanted to go to that <laughs> and I'll find you <laughs> and I'll take care of you in SummerSlam 2019. <laughs> and we, you know, it's a typical fight stuff. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, I said some regrettable things. Uh, she said some regrettable thing. I think she said one regrettable thing. I said several. Um, I use language, you know, typical stuff, Mike. We've all been through this, but look at us now. Look at us. Sitting on my couch. Her legs are wrapped around my waist in a very d- female dominant position. And so uh, that was my night last night. My week. Did we do anything else during the week? Oh, boy. Oh, I, I called in sick. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's my week. Nothing exciting. I'm sorry. I'm still distracted by. The trouble that you've gotten me in. <laughs> trouble you've gotten yourself in, Mike? Uh, listen, guys. We don't want to waste too much more of your time. <laughs> so here's the here's the deal. Uh, this is a slow week. Uh, I don't know if anything's on hiatus, but nobody's watching anything but Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, so we ha- started talking a little bit and started wondering what the best girlfriend Christmas movies are. Shit your girlfriend makes you watch during Christmas. My number one most enjoyable um, favorite Christmas romantic comedy is Love Actually. How do you feel about Love Actually, Justin? It's a simple movie for simple people. Oh, is that how you feel? <laughs> you don't like it? It's the it's the equivalent of like coloring, you know? Like if you like doing it at an adult age, then like good for you. You don't think it's like a pretty good movie? <laughs> no, it's good actually. There's been like a, a rewriting of history recently where people have been like, it's actually like a problematic movie. It's actually like it doesn't have good diversity. It actually is like really demeaning to women. And I think uh, there's valid points in a lot of those arguments. But the first time you see it, you're like, ah, ah, to be alive, to yeah, be yeah. in love, yeah. to be a widower, yeah. to be a Portuguese woman, you know what I mean? Like, you start going through these things, and you're like, ah, such is the beauty of life. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, the first time I saw it, I was, I, I, I was like a psychopath after I saw it. I became the most romantic man. I was going to airports and just, like, watching people. Mm-hmm. Just watch them. Because that's wow, how the movie loser. starts. <laughs> the movie starts with him going, like, airports are some of the most romantic places. Uh, beginnings, endings, goodbyes, hellos. No one's at the air, but then you go to like JFK. 
It's not romantic. <laughs> it's not romantic. Uh, they do have a Shake Shack now, though. Oh, kind of nice. That's one of the most romantic restaurants I yeah, know of. Certainly. Um, but it's never the same thing, you know. But I, but getting back to the point, I was super jazzed after after the first time I saw it. So I, I think if you have a movie that's popular long enough, somebody will break it down. You either you stay alive long enough to become the the villain. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Isn't that the old Batman thing? It's weird, man. We're moving in a very odd direction with the uh, uh, the diversity play. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually thinking about this when I was watching Kill Bill mm-hmm. last night. Um, how Quentin Tarantino, I feel like, doesn't really get the acknowledgement that he deserves for always having a pretty diverse cast in his movies. There's a lot of female leads. He's made Jackie Brown. He's made Kill Bill. I guess Uma Thurman is not necessarily a lead in Pulp Fiction, but has a it's huge an part. ensemble, and, yeah. and Travolta is really the lead. Right, yeah, 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 yeah essentially. But um, he's put a lot of like women and people of, of color in the driver's seat yes. uh, in movies. And granted... His move, like Kill Bill, is technically like a kung fu movie, so I guess you it's can make the argument. It's a movie he stole from a lot of other people. The he, styles, and, yeah, and yeah, scenes he sure. Shot. It's an homage. It's an I don't homage. think he, I don't think he stole it. I think yes. it's more like yes. nobody's made a movie like this in yes, like 50 Carlos years. Mencia was doing an homage to some comedian. It's a little different. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a Tarantino. Amy Schumer was doing an homage right. to Patrice O'Neill. Right, but like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill is like she is. She's a protagonist. She's a female. Vivica Fox is in it. Lucy Liu is in it. Uh, it's a movie that's really driven by um, females. The women, yeah. But then you start, uh, you know, the 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 asks in Hollywood seem to keep getting like deeper and deeper where it's like, it's not enough to have a woman in the driver's seat. It's not enough to have, you know, a black ensemble. Ca- like there are far details that cut into this farther than, because at the end of the day, um, Love Actually is a movie that takes place in England mm-hmm. where I feel I have to imagine a uh, a huge portion of the population are white Anglo-Saxon people sure. that, that live there. I right? mean, there's a big Pakistani population. There's a big black population. But of course, and they. But it, it's it's similar to America that that the majority is white, but it's it's a sure. growing population of. But this is there there are people. there are people of color in that movie. Yes. Not a lot, but they're they're there, and uh, it's a fucking stupid fluff like. Uh, romantic comedy it's not supposed to you know so my big thing obviously i'm a hispanic the only reason i'm on this podcast is because uh when you were starting this podcast you're like i need to get that uh diversity poc in there and that's the only reason i was here Mm -hmm. i don't even watch i I didn't watch a single tv episode until i was asked to host this right uh podcast you didn't have a tv no i didn't have a tv i just would like walk past people's houses and 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 lurk in Mm -hmm. uh but that being said i I am a person of color i'm blah 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 that's how i got in college uh but uh, (laughs) i will say not everything needs to be diverse i don't really give a shit like like people got up on alina dunham who is a garbage person right about you know girls not being diverse but girls is a good show girls is a well-made show and it's a, and guess what it's about her life which is like all white people mm-hmm. she doesn't hang out with like like she mostly hangs out especially in that time period she she wanted to write about these like sheltered white girls if, if she's a sheltered white girl guess what there's not a black person cast member in that it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense and in the same way like uh if there is if you're making girls trip i i 
I mean, it, it would be just as dumb to be like, we need more white we need a, people. Yeah, we need a white person in this. It we need a couple more white people in this. Right. No, it's about black girls going on a road it's trip. It's also distracting, dude. The worst is when you watch like a like a, a movie with like a like an all black cast, mm-hmm. and there is just this like white person like kind of thrown <laughs> into the mix. Yes, <laughs> like it, it. It. I feel like it is just so odd. You know. Well, in Girls Trip, they did have a white character. It was. Uh, oh my the god! Publicist, wasn't it? It was the girl from Grey's Anatomy. It was Kate Walsh oh, who applied for the same Kate dog Walsh. I did. Oh, yeah. And guess who got it? Old Justin Perez got that dog. <laughs> Miss Kate Walsh is not home enough. I, I, I find it. Here's the thing. So, like, um, there is. It, it, I feel like when we watched, like, to all the, the boys I've loved before, uh-huh. that I feel like was a great, um, a great example of how diversity can be kind of, like, woven into yeah. uh, a movie and not be distracting like yeah at no point in that movie was i like why is this asian girl the lead in this movie yeah it just first up it was written by an asian girl and that was always the lead but the whole point of like like they had a couple of asian cultural things but it didn't dominate it just it the it still was a romantic comedy at its right. heart that's all it was it's it so, a good fun cute movie yeah you know it was a lot we of both fun. liked it when we watched it yeah yeah for the most part yeah um, as far as like teen movies go, we both felt that it was like a good movie. And again, it wasn't like it's it, a movie. If I had a daughter, I'd be like, yeah, watch it, baby. It's a good one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. She'd and, be like, don't call me baby. It's creepy <laughs> when you do it. <laughs> but like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, I just feel like anytime there is a push to like, I mean, I, I haven't seen the lady Ghostbusters, uh, <laughs> lady Ghostbusters. but it seems like the, the media, you mean circus, Ghostbusters? I guess. Yeah. yeah. The media circus that was like leading up to this was was like the fact that they were like hitting you over the head with the fact that like they're Ghostbusters but they're ladies, you know. And I feel like that is another like distracting Can I tell you, point from uh, my opinion of so Lady Ghostbusters was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Was it great? No, no yeah, I not bet. at all. Yeah, uh, but it's a remake of a it was of a classic it was a comedy. Critics pick in New York Times by A.O. Scott, which was mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. He used that for, like, Oscar movies or, like, you know, great movies. Mm-hmm. He did it for that movie, and that was just, like, a B-minus, like, comedy. Like, the comedy was fine. It was nothing, but it was nothing special. I, and I understand the push for it because it is a movie that was traditionally men, and now it's women. But I still judge it by the movie, and the movie was just fine. And if you said that, especially when it first came out, I remember people like launching into other people on on Facebook about it. And it was like, you can just not like a movie that happens to star all women. And as a man, I can dislike it. Yeah. yeah. The same way you can dislike a movie of all men. I, I, if you didn't like 12 Angry Jurors, I'm not going to. 12 Angry Men. I'm yeah. not going to. See, I, I'm already. I'm already touched by the society. <laughs> I'm calling 12 Angry Men, 12 yeah. Angry Jurors. Yeah. 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 Uh, but if you didn't like it, you can just dislike it. It's not an attack on wom- on womanhood, or it's not an attack on any gender or race. Some movies just aren't good. Yeah, they're just not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, that's the thing I I think that people miss is like, like even a, gr- a really fun movie like Girls Trip, all black cast, directed by a black person. You can dis- I think you can dislike it. Sure. You can be like it's crass. I didn't think it was that funny. To me, it was very funny, but it's also mm-hmm. like you're entitled to own your opinion. Just don't watch it. Who cares? Right. It's the same with Lady Ghostbusters when people were posting like negative reviews on like Rotten Tomatoes to fuck with it. 
just don't I, I like you're doing too much effort on, but this, on both sides. Justin, you know this, what is, I mean? this is we're in the midst of a cultural. I war. think men can figure this out. Me and you are going to hash it out <laughs> and decide for women what they should do. It, it's just like uh, I don't know. I, I I think that there's like I think there's a push for diversity in Hollywood is is like in a lot of ways a good thing. But it's I also thing, yeah. I do think that there are things that are getting made for the sake of having diversity that are like what. Um, well, like, uh, it's weird because we had kind of talked about this. This never came up when we were, um, recording, but off mic, we had talked about crazy rich Asians mm-hmm. and we, I think we had both heard it. I think someone on the ringer was talking about how crazy uh, as an Asian guy, like kind of giving his assessment of it as oh, an Asian oh, David guy. Chang. Is that who it was? I think it was David Chang. I th- yeah. So if it was David, David Chang basically saying like, the movie is like it's like whatever. I guess it's like monumental because it is pretty much an all Asian cast, but the movie itself kind of sucks. And it and I think the quote was, "It's like we got our Tyler Perry before we got our Spike Lee." Yeah, meaning like we got our like this is like a cookie cutter uh, nonsense movie that isn't very good, and it's got a lot of Asians in it, so it'll make a lot of money because you're getting it to a huge market of people who look like these people yeah. and will go see it. But it's not like a work of art in a way. It's not that, an like, auteur. It's not right. like an auteur was doing it. Yeah. You're, this isn't like a do the right thing or whatever, where there's like black perspective, uh, you know, black, uh, black director who yeah. made this movie for black people. And it's critically acclaimed in a way that's like, this is a, it, it's not like, sorry to bother you. It's, right. Sorry. to Yeah. Which I didn't Medea's see, but that looked boo great too. Right. Right. <laughs> So you they got Medea's boot too before they got sorry to bother you, which right. is like disappointing. I so guess. it's weird. How do you look at a movie as like a victory? Do you look at, I mean, Crazy Rich Asians made a shitload of money, it, didn't it? It made Crazy Rich money. It did, right? Yeah. A couple hundreds Buku of million. Money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't have a number in front of me, but I would guess it made $500 million. I, I'm sure worldwide would need to include China and all that stuff. I'm sure it's an absurd amount of money. Right. I wish we had a device to look it up. Oh, you do. But, uh, oh, what's this in my hand? Hold on. <laughs> Uh, but, but go on, go on. Well, my point is basically, how do you mar- how do you chalk how do you chalk that up as a victory? Do you chalk it up because it made a ton of money, which it did? I mean, you know, a franchise is supposed to make a shitload of money if it's like a like a you know uh, a slam dunk franchise, you know. Yeah. Uh, it does. It is diverse, so there's that going for it. But the movie itself, I feel like the unanimous decision was that it wasn't very good, you know. So, but. Again, you're talking about something that's subjective. You can't really grade good on any kind of actual scale. It's 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 a bunch of people's opinions. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So it was a thirty million dollar budget. As of today, it's made a hundred and seventy four million. Oh, it's uh, less than I thought. Still uh, a huge hit. But, but that's domestic. So oh, so then it's made. I, I'm sure it's made more. It's probably made another like one fifty to two. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it's one seventy four domestic, and then. Including everything else, sixty-four million. So and, like two hundred million dollars. Yeah, in China, it didn't make that much, but that's probably because they just bootlegged it. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we're that having fun does, here. We're having fun here. That almost does seem like a, a letdown. It feels like a movie like that should have done more. I yeah, mean, granted, I, 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 they made their money back, so yeah, it's yeah, a hit. They made their money back a lot. Yeah, I think there should be two other movies about this, and the second one is just as good as the first one, and the third one is not that good. Install and stars. Uh, Sofia Coppola is the lead. <laughs> it's a Godfather three it's a reference. Godfather <laughs> but I, that's that's the whole thing when it comes to this, you know, um, 
I feel like I understand that there's got to be like um the the push is needed, but mm-hmm. we've there's also there's also got to be a way to make these movies um a little more smooth in how their the diversity is presented. I I think at least just in a way that's just not we're losing art as like a <laughs> I and this is the thing I was thinking about. This is another thing I thought about with Kill Bill. Nothing better than a white dude going. We're losing art. It's not. It's this not diversity a diversity thing. But is it's not no. It's, it's not a diversity thing. The thing that's happening is it really has nothing to do with the diversity thing. Yeah. It has to do with the fact that people don't care if things are good anymore. They just care about if they're checking off whatever box they need to check. I don't. Off. So I don't think that's necessarily true because I'd still say the majority of movies overwhelmingly are mostly white. And they'll have a couple of key parts in as a diversity thing. So I, I think it's easy to look at the the big things like oh, Lady Ghostbusters, or you know, uh, I uh, I don't know what's like an all black movie, like like Crazy Rich Asians or something like like an all diverse cast like that, and say oh well you know this is a little sloppy, this is that, but it's still ninety percent of the movies are like you know blockers, uh, date night, you know what I mean? They'll have one person of color, one person sure. this or that. But it's still a majority white cast, and it's like I understand. But you're also not naming great movies. Blockers was great. Was it good? Game Night was great too. Yeah. They were great movies. They had a couple of, they had a black person here and an Indian person there, but it was still whatever. Mm-hmm. But most movies have the majority of everyone. The reason I bring it white. up, the the last the last two things that I've watched now that my girlfriend is away for the week and a half, I'm not forced to watch all this bullshit that I don't want to watch. Um, it was Kill Bill, and it was also this documentary on Netflix called The American Meme, which oh, yeah. I brought up to you yesterday. Yeah. Um, the American Meme was very good. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating, and it was a little frightening. It kind of mix of the three. And if you don't, if you haven't seen it yet, you should definitely watch it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth it. It's on Netflix. Um, basically, it's a it's a documentary about influencers. It, uh, Paris Hilton is sort of like the the um the vessel for this whole thing they start with her Mm -hmm. and they give her as the backstory as sort of like the pioneer in the kind of before social media but like right around the time that was blowing up yeah paris hilton as the spark for all of this she's the the original the originator of yeah of just like i just want to be my job is being myself my job is being myself and i'm really famous and i make a you know billion dollars a year doing she started the the sex tape she started (laughs) yeah it's true yeah so it starts with her and then they branch out and they they do uh they they follow like the fat jew they follow. Why did you put it on the coffee table, dude? It was on. It was on the. It was Leave on it on the floor. I'll vacuum it up. What do you want me to do? <sighs> oh, okay. Uh, for, for those of you who are wondering why Mike just cried, uh, when he, I guess him or me were eating this cake from Milk Bar. Someone got on my boot, on the top of my boot, and I just put it on the table, and he got very upset. <sighs> Guys, thank you very much for listening this week. This has been shit my co-host got pissed off about. I'm Justin Perez. Uh, so they follow the fat Jew. They follow uh, the guy, the sex whisperer. Oh, slut whisperer. What? Yeah, that's like an Instagram Oh, Corinne? Account. They follow Corinne? No, no, no. It's like um, the dude is like a party guy. And he just like goes to people's towns and like has these like outrageous parties, and that's okay. his like 
but he's called the Slut Whisperer. Yeah, it's his like handle. Wow. Yeah. Um, Slut Whisperer, and then they follow. Um, who's the girl from Vine? Uh, I don't know. Remember her name, but she was like huge on Vine. They follow all these people, and uh, basically the whole story is about how desperate all these people are to mm-hmm. to like to just stay on and do something mm-hmm. and how they've all done all of this stuff to like uh, in the, uh, like in the long run, just launch these other brands to like Paris Hilton basically was the one that was like, yeah, I, I did all this bullshit, whatever. But then I turned it into like a clothing line and perfume and I made a billion dollars off of perfume and I've made like, I'm DJing in Ibiza and I'm, like I'm doing all this shit and making money hands over fists, you yeah. know? So all of the rest of these people are sort of like, that's kind of what I did too. I turned this into like something else, but they have these huge followings. Obviously they're influencers, right? So this is about the, the world we live in now where influence is the most important thing. Uh So these people have millions and, and millions of followers on Instagram and, and Twitter and whatever. And, um, very few of them do anything. They don't really like the fat Jewish doesn't do anything he just is an idiot like he just has like a dumb haircut he's always shirtless he's being like a fucking dumbass he's not like a comedian in the way that he like goes he can't come to your town and do a show you know like he's he's just a fool who (laughs) has turned turned this into like a a like a wine business do you know what i mean he's sort of like carlo rossi he just is a name to throw on something yeah and like, He's let's a, see what Carl Rossi's doing. You could license him, like Trump, in a way. Yeah, where yeah. It's just like fame. Just Trump totally before he, he was president was just a brand. At that point, yeah. At that point he, in his he, life, he kind of yeah. lost his buildings. He, I, I don't think he actually outright owned a lot of buildings. He was just flying around the world, putting his name on buildings. Yeah. but he didn't own the buildings. Yeah, they yeah. Just it, used it, his name to make it to make, to make money them luxury. Off of, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's basically what happened, and I do that with my bathroom. It says Trump toilet above my bathroom, yeah. <laughs> so I shit in it every day to fucking show the oppression. That's what I do. I shit in it. <laughs> but I thought about it after I had watched Kill Bill because I was like, uh, I'd watched Kill Bill after American Meme, and I'm watching these guys who aren't—they're famous, but even they didn't really know why. They were just like, I just started doing this thing, and I started like. I started running around New York City in a dinosaur suit and like that blew up like they're just they, they've done like dumb stunts almost that have put them on basically. Yeah. And they've gotten famous and they've gotten rich and they're they're not doing anything and they're not harnessing any type of like they're not famous for having a skill. Yeah. And then you watch something like Kill Bill where I'm not even like a big Tarantino fan, but I'm watching it and I'm like, this is a this is a craft. He's he's put together a a movie like a real piece of art yeah this is this took a lot of thought and it takes like uh personality and it takes like even if he's divisive and you think it's not good or whatever there's there's a reason that people like quentin tarantino or dislike him or like whatever because there's a body of work there that you can look to and sort of debate about it you know is this movie good is this not good like i think he's overrated i think but but there it's because there's a paper trail of work whereas like the new generation and this was a point that the fat Jew made, which really bothered me. Uh, he obviously got caught stealing jokes from people. Yeah, he did it for a while. For a long time. And then eventually he he got caught when he was about to sign a deal with like Comedy Central to do a show. And yeah. I think he had a book coming out and yeah. they stopped. They, they pulled the book. 
Um, Basically, uh, around that time, a bunch of uh, more famous comedians just were like, this guy keeps on stealing. This is my joke. Yeah. Yeah. He's stealing my joke. He's stealing my Instagram posts, not even like tagging me me or like just it's a very simple thing. Like you can just be a uh, uh, like um, what's it called when you sort of take everything and aggregate. You can be an aggregate. Mm -hmm. And he has enough of a following where he can do that and he could give credit very easily. But he wasn't doing that. So people were dumb enough to think that this guy thought of all these great jokes. Yeah. Sitting at home, just like living his life. Yeah. Or like he took this Having photo. Having never done He comedy. took this photo of a guy <laughs> guy throwing up into his girlfriend's pint class. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's doing all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, no, he, this is clearly a hundred people here. Yeah. And so he got caught and it was exposed and it sort of fucked up his life for, for a little bit. He's He's rebounded. Let yeah, me tell you, yeah, he looks healthy. Time. He looks he looks pretty healthy. Yeah, yeah, he's healthy. Yeah, he's eating good at least. Yeah, he's eating well. He addresses the fact that he got caught in this documentary uh-huh. and his philosophy. And I don't know that he's wrong. <laughs> it's scary if this is true, but his philosophy is: well, the old school they sort of look at like intellectual property as like you know belongs to one person, <laughs> but the new school we're sort of like you know this is just like this is for everybody. This is like for like we don't really have that like basically saying like no the joke theft that's like the old way of thinking the thing that I do that's the new normal I just take people's <laughs> jokes and I put them up there and that's what that's expected of us that's wild to yeah. not write our, so the idea of writing and I, to to his point I'll bet you a lot of people didn't care that he was no taking jokes or taking anything the, the people cared the most are the are comedians because yeah. like I could see myself being. Someone Stolen could, from? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we knew people that yeah, had yeah, jokes. Yeah, of course. So Brett Druck had a had a joke. Uh, had like I think more than one joke yeah, stolen from him off of his because Brett Druck was getting uh, traction on Instagram, uh, Reddit, and yeah, yeah. I don't know about Instagram as much, but he was getting internet uh, success, whatever that is. And Fatu was and Fatu so. took like a couple of his jokes, and I remember Brett when that whole thing happened, like putting it on blast, like this dude's stealing from me, yeah, yeah. stealing from other people too. But it, it's funny. To rail against the fat Jew because it seems anti-Semitic when you do it, you know, online. Well, because he's <laughs> this fat Jew yeah, this stole fat from Jew. me. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's relax on the language. It's not 1935. Yeah, right? like, no, no, no. That's his name. Yeah, the yeah. fat Jew. Yeah. I don't even know if he's Jewish. I think he is. But yeah. either way, he's he just, stole that from somebody. Yeah, he's actually he stole, a Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it's weird because like. And this is this really I think it crosses over into what we tend to talk about a lot. <laughs> if not spoken once about love actually. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's I don't my know. favorite thing ever. We just got into Who uh, cares? Uh, it's more interesting. A, a <laughs> about uh diversity and why ownership and comedy It's not a mansplation, it's our he perspective. Said mansplaining. <laughs> it's uh I, I just think that it's like it's alarming to see and this is when I say I feel like art is really uh, like it's just underappreciated mm-hmm. in a way that like the the way people are consuming multimedia at this point mm-hmm. is on a small scale. They're only, you know, they want the sixty minute, sixty second video. Mm-hmm. The attention span that it takes to watch down, sit down and watch an hour and forty minute movie is going away. Yeah, and the idea of that being a craft, I feel like it's, you know, I'm a little nervous about what the future holds for. Um, things that used to propel people to fame for a kind of a reason, you know, 
Do you, well, the best thing is we're, we're saying this and we're in minute 44 of this podcast and no one is listening right now. We're just talking to an empty void. People are looking at their phones right now. If you're listening to this right now, really think about what are you doing right now? Are you listening to the podcast? Or are you on your phone looking at a, a website like Jezebel? We're talking to you. <laughs> you. Amy Baptiste, <laughs> our new fan, getting a second shout out. <laughs> we will shout you out uh, if you ever if you ever tweet at us or Instagram us or, or Instagram message us. We will immediately we will shout immediately you shout you out in yeah. the very next episode. It's yeah. very sad. Yeah, how easy it is to get your name shouted out. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it's concerning, but I also think these things are in trends, and I think every single generation has thought something like this of. Oh wow, it's this easy. Oh wow, th- it, things are getting like scarier. Like I, I literally think Haven't every they generation. Haven't been right a lot. Uh, no, it, it's still you have to be funny. It's still you have to get out there. It's still you have to have some luck involved. It's still you have to work hard. Justin, who's funny? Uh, not us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Uh, who's funny? Oh, your hero, um, Sebastian Maniscalco. Funny guy. He's funny. Yeah, he's, funny Sebastian guy. Maniscalco. he's fifty. Oh, how's this for funny? Uh, so somebody, a comedian, uh, she posted a, uh, have you seen that list of the top 10? Yeah. The most, uh, best paid, best comedians. paid comedians. Yeah. So the list is like Chappelle, Ch- Seinfeld, Chris Kevin Rock, Hart, Chris Hart. Yeah. And, and then there's two puppet guys, Terry yeah, Fader, Terry Fader. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Yeah. And then at the bottom of the list is Sebastian Maniscalco. And, um, I think I'm trying to think of if, that's pretty much everyone but oh uh jim gaffigan right but it's literally all the names of people who sell out humongous theaters that's right. the that's the trend mm-hmm. if they had a comedy if, if they had a netflix special which paid them a lot yeah, and if, if they're they, extremely successful they make a lot of money yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if they sell a lot of uh big theaters so this person this comic wrote wow not a single woman or a person of color or uh, i'm sorry not a single woman or a queer person up there and it's like well do you want them to get paid less so they go further down? I, I don't understand what you want. I am all for diversity for everybody, but I'm saying like, I, how can you affect that? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, right. If In a the one queer business, person can sell out a uh, Madison Square Garden, then by all means, do it. The other thing too is that that like define comedian. Is it stand-ups? Because I can guarantee you Ellen made... A lot more than all of those people. Yeah, at least as much as yeah. Chappelle did this year, yeah. right? Especially she just did that Netflix special for, uh, ne- well, Netflix. <laughs> a stand-up, <laughs> a stand-up oh. special for Netflix. Did you she watch got- it? No, not yet. Oof. She- is it bad? She shows videos at one point. Oh, God. She's like, here's some videos me and Portia found funny on YouTube, you know. She does that. She, she dances. Just shows videos. Yes, and she like you know makes little jokes about it as it goes on. Uh-huh. But you're like, oh god, oh boy, this is like a. This reminds me of like a. This like, is not stand up, huh? <laughs> she does stand up, you know, in in, in the beginning, and then uh, she dances. Uh, but there's some things that she does that you're like, oh man, it seems like somebody who just got famous off like Big Brother mm-hmm. or like. A reality show and they're right. like i need to fill some time right right right. but it's weird because she was a great stand-up like I, I i've seen her tonight show like the first 
the first woman ever to be invited to the couch. Yeah, yeah. Great appearance. Very funny. Like, mm-hmm. very funny stuff. So it was interesting to watch that and to see her, like, struggle to fill up a full hour. But here's the other thing. That list of comedians, as we've mentioned, the puppeteers on it. <laughs> the is two not, puppeteers. Is not the most talented, even though, obviously, for me, Chappelle is maybe... He's he's in my top like three favorites probably with yeah. Carlin and Eddie Murphy like love I love most of the guys that are on that list I love everyone except the puppet people uh, yeah. and uh, Fluffy I oh yeah he was I saw he was on that list yeah, also I, uh, Gabriel Glasses right. I'm I'm happy he's doing it but I don't find it funny but here's the thing it's not most talented it's it's comedians on tour who get asses made, in the seats right who made a shit who comes of money. out for people and. I, there's definitely something to be said for the power structure is mostly old white guys and they want to get those people in. But I'm saying people mostly understand money. So if there was, if for some reason, Tig could sell out, uh, Tig Notaro could sell out Man Square Garden, I don't. Th- I think they would have no issue pitting her there. They'd have no issue no. pitting her ass there. Yeah, and she would be the bias. highest paid. <laughs> so I understand there's a bias sometimes in the power structures, but I also think like uh, fortunes... Feister is not selling out yeah. these big spots. Well, the 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 problem with all the the demand for all this diversity is that in a lot of cases, like the financially, it doesn't necessarily support this theory that everybody every everybody wants this. Well, okay, then why isn't like you said, Tig on the fucking list? Yeah, and, and the way comedy works is you sort of you start going to where you start doing like smaller clubs. Then you start headlining. Uh, first, they have you hosting. Then you do like feature. Then you ho- then you start headlining. Then you do like a full hour when you go on tour. And then you start doing your agent or whoever, your booker, tries to get you in bigger spots if they think you can fill those spots. Right. It's not just like we want to keep the gays down. If you're selling, they don't give a shit. They don't care. They want to get. They want to make as much as much money off you as possible, so they keep on pushing you to bigger venues until your fans can handle it. If you can't handle beyond like a, a 300 seater, then they're not going to book you in anything beyond that because they know just, it's you, a you struggle to fill the seats you with you your name. You don't just nobody hands you Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like you, and says you like, can't just skip the line. <laughs> yeah, it's right. a gradual process. Like all the comics you've seen there, some of them are incredibly hack, but the sure. majority of them have like worked for 15 to 20 years. Yeah, these are all like people who have been there for 15 to 20 years, and. I they've gotten there on their own volition. I, and and here's here's the thing: comedy is people is, hate black people more than com- gay people, <laughs> <laughs> and there's like three or four black people up there. That's what I think. I I think most people hate black people more than they hate gay people. It's a hot take machi- machine. I'll add to that. Kevin Hart is gay. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? We're just churning out. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, he's not, but that would be hilarious. I mean, somebody was... who's had such strong th- thoughts on gay, you're like, you have to be. You know what I mean? It, like, I mean, theoretically, yeah, you'd think it, that. It's like Maybe. a Republican senator from the Midwest who's like, Possible. oh, yeah, yeah. We got to get some laws yeah. to get those gays out of here. And you're like, oh, right. You, but you, I can tell you, so gay. <laughs> comedy is a tricky one in particular because, again, these these lists match whatever the demand is. And yeah. if the if people, if you want to say they're voting with their pocketbook, this is sort of the way it is. Yeah. You know, Netflix gave Chappelle X amount of money, but Chappelle can also tour and make that much money. You yeah. know, um, I'll fucking bet you. That if you look at a list of top earning musicians, I will bet you. If it's a list of ten, six of them are probably women. Top earners for this year, I would say Taylor I'll Swift. Taylor Swift is Ariana, up there. Uh, Beyonce, uh, 
who else put an album out this year? Um, Streisand. Cardi. <laughs> Kidding. Cardi. Uh, let's see. For what the year, I'm saying. For the year. Okay. If that list is available, I'd love to see it. I can't think of a guy. Drake. Drake. Yeah, Drake's probably in there. I don't think Kanye is. No, no, that's not. That, that can't. I don't he, think Kanye he was on a, tour this year. Yeah, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he earned the way the other guys did. No, no, he did not. Yeah, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars might have. I could see him being in there. But my point is, your mind goes right to women when it comes to music. Your mind goes immediately okay. to the Beyonce. Top twenty-five Taylor tours Swift. according to all press: Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, Beyonce slash Jay Z, Bruno Mars, Pink. Pink. Forgot about Pink. Uh, Timberlake, U2, The Rolling Stones, Kenny Chesney, Journey and Def Leppard are going but together. But these are tours. This is just tour. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. But too. Ariana had an album come out. Taylor, Sw- well, Taylor Swift had an album out in 2018, didn't she? No. Was it 2017? She had she had the the Ryan Adams cover up. Anyway, the, the point is it's sort of a meritocracy. It, when did Reputation come out? This year, didn't it? My my point is that when you got like music is uh, music is a is a uh, is an art form where uh, the demand is honestly it, the the people that you just listed are old rock groups like you mm-hmm. two and the Rolling Stones are still in there they're not gonna be doing that too much longer yeah Reputation came out at the very end of two thousand seventeen Justin okay so uh, can I just say one thing really quick yeah can we talk about Love Actually just a little bit because we're coming up towards the end right here if we must. We must. We must. Okay. It's shit my girlfriend made me watch, not shit my boyfriend insisted on talking about. But my girlfriend's out of town, so I got that I got <laughs> I got the house to myself this week, baby. It's like you've been holding all these thoughts about women minorities just in your head all all, all year. I don't think either all of us year. I don't think either of us said anything bad. No, 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 we didn't. But uh and I and I think the best judge of if we said anything bad would be each other. <laughs> yeah, uh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right, let's talk about uh, our our favorite movie of Christmas time, Love Actually. Uh-huh. Now uh, it's, it follows a bunch of storylines. Uh, obviously, you know it. Hey, I love it. It's a good time. Uh-huh. Uh, why did you like this movie? Uh, when did you first see it? Did you see it with a girlfriend, a girl you were dating, and what? And why do you love it? I did not see it with a girl I was dating. I actually saw it. Uh, I had rented a beach house with a bunch of my friends. Dudes, mixed. It was like it was like half and uh, half. There were some black people. No, <laughs> I said that. I realized now that I said no. Like it was like a ridiculous. No, notion. what are you crazy? <laughs> we had. Uh, we. I don't think there was any. I don't think anybody was black that was with us. Wow. But wow, Mike, you can get some diversity. If I could turn group. back time to when I was nineteen and make sh- just force my friends <laughs> to make sure we had at least at least one person. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, we we went. We were at this beach house in Belmar, New Jersey, and we had some. <laughs> I was like nineteen, so uh-huh. every night we were just getting just trashed. So we had a day where we were kind of recovering, mm-hmm. and um, we were just inside watching movies. Somebody suggested Love Actually. I hadn't seen it. I thought it was going to be stupid. Watched it. Thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And um, the rest is history. Yeah. How about yourself? And why did you? And why did you think it was great? Uh. I just thought it was like a. I just felt warm after. <laughs> I watched it. I felt good. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Um. 
And I don't know, maybe it was one of those movies that made me like appreciate, you know how sometimes you, you like Coco was like this. It made me appreciate like my, my, every, like everybody that I love. Yeah. Um, oh, Coco. At, yeah. at the end of Coco, I, I, I cried, I think three times in, at the, in Coco in the theaters. And, um, how do you think I felt, uh, watching the end of Coco? Because my great grandmother's still alive mm-hmm. and she has no idea who I am. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I, I wanted to, she has Alzheimer's. Yeah. Oh, she, man. she literally thinks I'm my mom's boyfriend. She thinks we're dating. Well, so did the comedian on the cruise ship. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it's weird. You get old, Justin. That. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, imagine how she. So I'm watching Coco, and I'm literally thinking I should sing this to my great grandmother. Just sing it to her in Spanish. Remember me. Frequento <laughs> yo. Uh, so gone. No, another. It just it was one of those movies that made me like want to like call my mom and call like. You know, it, it, it just made you feel warm and appreciative of the people that are kind of in your life. Yeah. And uh, that's why it's like a, it's a good movie on top of the fact that it's like a like a quote unquote chick flick. Yeah. You know, uh, I how, how about you <laughs> for me? Uh, my thing was I thought it fed into a lot of different parts of everyone's psyche. Um, sure. I, it fed into the hopeless romantic. It fed into somebody who loves somebody will never love them mm-hmm. with the the whole thing with, with the Kira Knightley thing Kira Knightley yeah. and Andrew Lincoln from Walking Dead and she would tell you for uh, <laughs> I think I'm saying his name way off uh, but you know uh, unrequited love uh, there was the the cheating husband thing it literally had a little part for everybody involved you know what I mean like there was yeah they even had Mr. Bean in it. It's all, it just, it's every, like, um, it is every part of every type of relationship yeah, that you it, can have. Uh, it had a, pretty much everything except uh, gay people and... Uh, it didn't have gay people, you're right. <laughs> it did not have, there apparently was... Which uh, would be an amend, I would amend that for 2000. They apparently did have a gay storyline, but they cut it out for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, I, I imagine it may have not been done well, so maybe that's probably a good thing. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Because I, I, I think, if I recall from reading this a while ago, it was a, uh, he's dying of AIDS. Oh, yeah. You want you don't want that and in there. And it's like, well, it's 2000. I, yeah. I don't know if this is as pressing as it yeah, used to yeah, be. Yeah. But uh, let's, uh, anyway. The other thing, too, is like you, a lot of times you get like, if, if you just had these two like regular like white guys write a movie, mm-hmm. anytime you try to like write a storyline about some shit that you don't know, you're gonna, it's going to be terrible. Yes. I don't know if the AIDS storyline was what it was, but you if you don't know that lifestyle, get a ghostwriter for it. <laughs> yeah. You just need like you're going to just sound stupid if you try to write a gay storyline and you if the central no experience to, in, if, if the central the, thing the is that they are gay. And it has to sort of like get like the gay experience. I'm like, well, maybe. Yeah, you definitely should have someone else write it or just write a story that's unrelated to them being gay and just has to, like like the central thing is just like if you were to train change the Kira Knightley thing and had it be three three gay dudes that can work. I mean, it still works. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But if the central thing is they are gay and it has to work, then it's like, you shouldn't write that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if the character is dying of AIDS. Yeah. Like, I will Story not Storyline that we don't need anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe that's what it was. I could be wrong, though. But uh, I would believe that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, my favorite part is it's like wherever you are in your life, that's your favorite part. Like, uh, for a while, I had sure. unre- uh, the unrequited love thing. So I thought about just like holding up signs to women. And just being like, hey, just let you know, mm-hmm. without expectation or promise, I love you. 
but it never worked out obviously mm-hmm. I, I never did that and I, I never who the fuck gets like cue cards you know what i mean it's an over-the-top gesture <laughs> especially for strangers it is a ballsy thing to do yeah. to your best friend too yeah like it is bold yeah uh i think the the closest i've ever come to unrequited love is a few months ago i went to my friend megan's wedding Oh, you've told the story on yes. the podcast. <laughs> yes. Still one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me <laughs> is the wedding went fine. I went there with my girlfriend. You loved her. <laughs> her dad comes up to me and says, <laughs> you loved her. <laughs> and she married somebody else. <laughs> and like a hearty pat on the back and yeah. a, a raise of his wine glass to me. And a, ugh, it was nothing like love, actually. It was, yeah. it was like... Uh, it was well, like love actually. <laughs> love actually? Um. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that um, it, it's weird. Uh, our other roommate is ordering food if you hear a small Indonesian man uh, saying thank you in the background. Um, we <laughs> the other thing about it is you've got like... Um, Peyton's Indonesian? No, no. The, I think the, the delivery. Oh, person. I was like, Peyton's Indonesian? <laughs> no, Peyton's from Alaska. I was like, I don't know. He... He's Inuit, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's native Alaskan. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he got into college that way. I don't think he finished college. <laughs> well, <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love the storyline with the kid. Mm-hmm. I think that that's su- super fun. Uh, the kid who has a crush the on the girl. With, yeah, the kid playing the drums. Because I remember doing that as a kid. Like, that's the thing. If you're not, like, a super, like, um, do not shut that off. Uh, if you had that as, like, a, a kid, you didn't have, like, a full-on skill. Uh-huh. Uh, or you, you weren't, like, a full-on, like, um, heartthrob. Uh-huh. Then you had to learn how to, like, impress girls. And in this kid's case, obviously, it was, like, learning the drums. I went through many things as a kid trying to figure skater out how phase. I was gonna, yeah skater I, phase I went skater phase i did do that i my parents got me a skateboard i fell off it once and then i never used it again i yeah. was like fuck this yeah this is not for me Even as a child you were hypochondriac i just i just <laughs> knew that I, there was like a recipe for disaster i knew that the only thing that could come from me fucking riding that skateboard was arm breaks yeah something bad uh then i'd rather have heartbreak than arm break and I did have heartbreak. I never had arm break. Yeah. Uh, um, I, one point I was into a girl and my hair is a little wavy. It's not really um, straight ever. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, the girl used to date this guy and he had uh, a part in his hair, like right here. Mm-hmm. And that was like a big trend. Guys having like a part in their hair. It's coming back now. And uh, I decided to try to do that by like shaving a part into my hair. And my mom was like, are you fucking kidding me? You look insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, that same summer, I also put sun in in my hair because I thought blonde was in. But my hair is not even dark brown. It is black. Mm-hmm. And so my hair was just uh, uh, a rusty nail orange for an entire summer until I, I cut it's it off. Disgusting. Yeah, it was really gross. Yeah. And uh, regrettably, there's a photo of me with the, the orange hair. Uh, for a few weeks, they were calling me uh, a cheese doodle. <laughs> which was fun uh so those are some of the dumb things i've done for love uh have the, you done point, the dumb things i've done for love yeah well, yeah like to impress a woman lifted weights uh i mean that for sure. shape 
stayed in shape for several years, but that wasn't to impress any particular yeah, woman. Yeah. That was just to impress all, impress the all of them. Yeah. 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 Um, Last longer than a few minutes in bed. Never did that. <laughs> um, Stay true to yourself, Mike. I don't know that I actually ever did anything crazy in particular for like one specific person person i mean the closest thing is probably uh lex we were long distance for a year and a half Uh uh-huh and And what was the thing you were doing to try to impress her i think just not that i was necessarily trying to impress her but like that's the that's like the craziest thing i've done for like love love is just be inv- be uh, you know even entertain committed it. to a person across the country for as yeah. long as I did until she moved here, you know. And it's weird because she told me she was just chowing down dick <laughs> left and right in California. <laughs> oh, she told you that? Yeah, she was like, was that in this group text? Yeah, uh, yeah. About she was the like, bathroom. She was did like, I miss I, it? yeah. She was like, I was like Kobayashi with that dick, like nom, 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 nom. just Kobayashi. It. Yeah, she was eating it sideways, <laughs> stuffing it in the water, shoving it in her mouth. She was a real whore about it. <laughs> hey, no, I'm kidding. She was a real Lex about it. <laughs> Uh, I think on that note, it's time to go. <laughs> Get out of my house. All uh, right. Well, I want to thank all our fans for sticking with us. Uh, you, you guys know who you are because we've mentioned you on the podcast aloud. Yeah. Uh, p- please tune in next week when we talk about something. Yeah, when we plan something. Uh, yeah, I hope everyone has a great Hanukkah. Listen, a in Merry full, Christmas. In full transparency. A transparent kwanzaa and a happy holiday in full transparency this episode sucked and (laughs) and we promise we 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 adhere and swear the only reason we did this was because we didn't want to skip the week and we 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 recorded literally two days ago and we don't really have there nothing has happened so we can't really talk about anything so we needed to do something and this is what it was so if you got through it kudos next week will actually be about the thing you want you want to hear us talk about but uh we really do appreciate you listening no holloway merry christmas man yeah uh, merry christmas to you uh, merry christmas i, I know you're gonna be year. he's actually gonna be in new york the same week i'm gonna be out in new york he's it's in funny new york how it right works now. like that huh because <laughs> <laughs> he met i think he messaged us he was like you guys have any shows 22nd to the 30th and, and i oh i didn't respond back but I am going to be away. I'm going to Santa Fe with old Taz here mm. uh, to visit some family and to get the fuck out of Dodge because I got depressed in New York in the winter time. You do? Oh, big time. Why? Yeah. Uh, it gets dark at night. Mm, that's pretty much it. I get mm. dark at night and it's very huh? cold. Sound like a pussy to me. <laughs> Said the man scared of a girl texting him from California. Not a girl. Oh, whoa, man. A woman. <laughs> <laughs> she pits the whoa and whoa, man. <laughs> uh, well, guys, thank you very much for for following us. Uh, you can find me at the fart box on Instagram and at Justin Perez on Twitter. And Mike, where can people find you at? I'm at Mike Coscarelli on all social plat- platforms. I'll be in Howell, New Jersey, uh, at my parents' house, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then after that, I'll be right back in New York City watching these shitty shows. To <laughs> I'll, talk uh, I'll be in Bruce, New York. You guys can catch me in Bruce, New York, uh, December 25th. And from the 26th, 31st, I will be in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I actually might do a show out there. We'll see what happens. First time in a long time, huh? I've done a show this month, so (laughs) relax, buddy boy. Uh, All right, so thank you guys very much. Uh, Please tune in next week. We love you. Bye. Bye.